0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spontanea
1: Talks, the podcast where we talk spontaneously. My name is Jared, and I'm Chance, but you can call me Cuddles. For those of you who are new, this is how the show works. Each week, we will spin a wheel of random topics.
0: Once one has been selected, Cuddles and I will engage in conversation about it. This
1: being said, there is nothing wrong with straying away from the topic, so it is always a surprise where the discussion will end up. Without further ado, let's spin the wheel.
0: Let's I, I once again we said this in the last episode, but I genuinely yeah. have no idea what's on here anymore. Me neither. Also, <laughs> I have my headphones connected to my phone, so we don't get to hear wheel noises. Oh, that's sad. Here, oh god. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> you ready for a for a deep talk tonight, Cuds? Oh no, I'm scared. Yeah. What? tonight's topic is <laughs>
1: <laughs> reality what <laughs> we literally did virtual reality and now we're just doing reality
0: <laughs> what is yeah well <laughs> yeah, virtual reality is is a form of video game entertainment reality is just
1: reality, reality. Like, <laughs> yeah like what's even a topic there's just so <laughs> many things
0: what is reality like, though
1: you know, that's a good question. I actually watched a TED talk tonight, multiple TED Talks. One of them was given by Mr. Michael vesau Stevens and um Oh my god. <laughs> and I saw that one of his recent videos was like is Oh shoot, what was it titled? Uh-huh. It was uh-huh. like is Is Tell anything real? Basically, I think is the question he asked. Let me let me look though. Yeah, because, um, I'm actually, that's
0: a pretty common
1: philosophical question. He has to question, yeah, is anything real? Which I actually want to watch that because I that's like a weird question. I mean, yeah, isn't it real? But like, no. maybe it's not. <laughs> no. Okay. No, 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 hear me out. But yes, I'm excited. <laughs> uh,
0: things <laughs> exist in our world. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. But everything that we think we understand is our body's interpretation of that object, not the object itself. Therefore, <laughs> our reality isn't real because what we're experiencing is just our interpretation of the world around us, not the actual world.
1: Okay. So there's like a reality that like is the world, and then there's every person's reality. Is that like what you're saying, basically? Yeah. So yeah. Sure. I mean, that's, so it's like a bunch of different realities. Yeah. And then, in a way, okay. okay. And all of our realities are just interpretations of the actual reality. Yes. Which. Okay. Which is real. Theoretically, are the, we?
0: <laughs> you can't prove it's real because no one can. Can analyze it or view it without their own perception influencing it.
1: Okay, wow. It's like, are you
0: familiar with Plato's Allegory of the Cave? I don't think so. It's... I've had to read it like five million times throughout high school (laughs) and now college, which it's really annoying. And I hate that I am even bringing it up. (laughs) Um, but it's basically super dumbed down. It's this idea that, uh, if like a group of people live their entire life in a cave, like chained up only watching the back wall of the cave with the sunlight Mm -hmm. coming in behind them, their entire reality will be based on the shadows that they see on the wall. Um, and then in the story, like, one of them is released and, like, goes outside and sees that, like, the shadows that he thought were reality were based upon objects mm-hmm. that were moving by the cave. So, like, Gosh, the shadows were just representations of the real objects that were being cast upon. Right. Um, but then he like goes back in and is like, oh my God, like our reality isn't real. Like these <laughs> shadows are like real objects and blah, blah, blah. And the people in the cave are like, huh? huh wrong. <laughs> um, so um, it's like, it's like that where it's, it's, yeah. Our perceptions of the world could be limited. There could be six dimensions, gotcha. but our puny flesh suits can only
1: perceive three that's really weird to think about cause like it's like we can't even like really imagine what another dimension would be like mm-hmm. like like that's that's like a thing that I really can't get through my brain is like like um different colors or like you know mm-hmm. like how some animals can see like more colors than we can see like we can't even imagine what's that's what that's like because we can only put together the combination of colors that we already know like you can't just make up information for yourself unless it's given to you by something mm-hmm. that exists and that is so weird like everything that we can think about right now like ever is just based off stuff that we already know that exists that we can like see and experience
0: yes and that
1: is weird
0: isn't that like there are they're, they're <laughs> going
1: off of that theory
0: there's no such thing as a new idea
1: Oh wait! Oh gosh!
0: Yeah. Every every oh. concept, every concept, every new invention, every new theory that's created is just a, a mashup of things we already know. That already like, exist. I- if you're uh, Mr. Art Major over here, <clears throat> <is going> to <laughs> <coughs> use the no example of like drawing. Like yeah. let's say you're you're gonna sit down and oh I'm gonna draw a monster that I've never seen before. Right. Even if even if it is a completely original monster, you're yeah. still using your knowledge of shapes to develop an idea. And so sure, the final product might be new, but it's a combination of things that you've previously
1: yeah. interpreted. Oh, that's true. Like you can't... Like everything that's a creation is an interpretation of something. Yeah. Like you can't just go out there and, yeah, create something unless you're like this higher power figure i don't know uh, uh, that's, oh, that's, that's getting into
0: a whole nother topic <laughs> man let me
1: tell you what yeah seriously no that's very strange and just like things like time like that doesn't even really exist like mm-hmm. it does i mean like the sun like sets and then it rises so like i guess like in in terms of like how the <laughs> world works but not really there's not really time i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah like there there's cycles that exist in our solar system right that can be interpreted mm-hmm. as durations mm-hmm. but our numerical time system is a human construct
1: right which is so weird because we like rely on it depend on it so much mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. use it for everything like i'm yeah. going to be late I'm running out of time you have to be here at this time like it's just so strange imagine a society that didn't run on time without time that would be really interesting do you think things would be like really unorganized or disorganized or or how do you how do you think it would function like personally I think
0: I think if we if we never had time
1: yeah I think
0: feel like we would develop a way of life and a way of interacting with each other that could still be functional. Yeah. Um, how that how that would look I'm not sure. But <laughs> yeah. if we had time and then it got removed, that'd be right. a complete disaster.
1: Yeah, I know. I think that's I agree with that. I guess like yeah, if you're like If, like you said, if time was, like, never introduced and you weren't used to having that, then it'd be a totally different story of if, like, if you knew what time was and were used to it and then it went away like that. Those are, like, two different things. It's, like, if we walked on our hands, like, that sounds weird, but, like, we'd be used to it if, like, we did that Mm -hmm. forever. Um, Yeah, I I definitely think, like, people would be a lot less stressed. Because or maybe not, but like everything that we do is like put into parameters of time. Like, you know, we have Mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. stuff done. Um, And I just feel like putting an actual like number on it makes it more (laughs) stressful. And maybe that's not true. But it seems like that might be the case. Mm
0: -hmm. Here's an interesting concept. Yeah. Instead of, and, and we'll even step back from society as a whole. Say it's one singular workplace one company where yeah. instead of saying come to work at eight o'clock you get done mm-hmm. at five o'clock figure out a way to fit your your workload into that time it's mm-hmm. you show up every day yeah and once you complete X y and z you leave doesn't matter what time you show up doesn't matter what time you leave it's a matter of if you get your work done and you get it done properly
1: that makes so much sense honestly like it should be like that especially Mm. like when people give you busy work (laughs) yeah when it when it's
0: like you're supposed to be working so here's something to do even though you don't necessarily need to do it i mean come on
1: i think things should be flexible like that because i don't think one person is supposed to, f- nobody's supposed to function the, ex- or nobody does function, I guess, the exact same way. Even mm-hmm. if we are supposed to, we definitely don't. And some things are more beneficial for other people. Some people can run on not very many hours of sleep, like maybe six hours. If some even less, some need like nine or even ten. Um, Which society and time doesn't help with that. I'm glad yeah. school starts at ten now, though. I will say that. <laughs> I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I find fascinating about mornings mm-hmm. is, I mean, obviously, the like you said, some people need more see- sleep, some people need less, and that sort of plays into the whole night owl or early bird thing. But right. one thing that I've noticed this semester of college is I cannot wake up to do something that i'm not obligated to do like and let me explain a little bit because that that probably doesn't make sense (laughs) um but with blended courses there's i have face-to-face lectures or Mm face-to-face studio time i have synchronous online courses where it's you have to do it at a certain time and then asynchronous courses where you just do it whenever you want as long as you get it done yeah um, I have face to face class 9 to noon Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then on Thursday I have a synchronous class online but it's mm-hmm. still 9 to 12 and let me tell you what making myself get out of bed for that nine o'clock class when it's getting out of bed and sitting on my butt in front of my computer yeah. is a million times harder than getting up and going to a physical class with physical people and a physical instructor.
1: Mm, yeah. <clears throat> that that makes sense to me. I would probably feel the same way. Because So I mean, why... Sorry, go ahead. Well, are you going to ask why is that?
0: Yeah, or why why is time so flexible in the sense that some things are at the exact same time are easy while others are difficult when it's literally the same thing?
1: Yeah, that is, that's really interesting. I mean, in that situation, I guess like, I don't even know. Cause I was going to say like, well, like, it's not, like, you have to be there. Like, when you have to be there in person, it's almost like other people are counting on you to be there. Like, not really. Like, I'm sure no one would really care if you didn't go. <laughs> like, maybe you're a professor, but even at that, I don't know. College professors seem kind of like, well, if you don't go, then that's your problem. Yeah, I mean, we're I don't paying know. for it. <laughs> I, yeah. It, but, like, I mean, when you're in your dorm, you could just sleep. So, yeah. Right. But but that is weird, because, I could see exact same time yeah i've i definitely think that when it's like well no that's interesting i was gonna say like like online school is a bit more difficult like it's easier in some sense like it's not really usually as much work at least in my experience i found but like it's really hard to motivate yourself to do things after a while because it's i mean you're surrounded by like distractions because you're at your house and it's just easy to like not do things Mm-hmm. Um but that's interesting like when you put a time stamp on it um at your own house and how that would change how motivated you are to do it at heart or how much more likely you are to do it.
0: Yeah. I think uh what what do you think our generation's relationship with distractions is? Because It always seems like there's so many fingers being pointed towards us as, like, technology addicts or short attention spans. We can't focus on anything. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like those accusations have grounds to them?
1: Well, firstly, um, I mean, I definitely think, like anything, um, it varies from person to person. Some people probably grew up in a household where technology was more uh, available and more used and other people maybe didn't have access to it or their parents didn't want them to and that probably shaped their habits um, you know lots of different factors there but I think like um, like those accusations to some point are like valid like obviously we spend more time probably on our devices than any other generation and probably do get easily distracted and have um, maybe like A shorter attention span, but I think that is because we grew up in this culture. I mean, we were the first generation that had access to all this technology. Um, I think if any other group of people, like if the baby boomers would have had access to that when they were our age, I think it probably would have been the same thing with them. I don't think it's necessarily because us as people, we just happen to be the group of people that were exposed to that and we're going to get hated on just because that's circumstantial. And I think, yeah, it would have played similarly, played out similarly, um, whether it was a totally different generation, mm-hmm. I think.
0: No, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Do you think... And I, I know you don't have, like, data sitting in front of you, so this is extremely <laughs> hypothetical. But yeah. do you think if you... Took away technology. so mm-hmm. like we, we still grew up with it, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like nothing changes about us. Okay. But you just stuck someone from our generation, yeah, from Generation Z, into a room. Mm-hmm. And then you took, we'll, we'll stick with baby boomers, mm-hmm. and you stuck them in a room. Yeah. And you gave them like a, a basic task, say – A whiteboard and a whiteboard marker and they had to fill the whiteboard with X's all the way across 10 Mm -hmm. columns 10 rows do you think without without technology even being present do you think that the generation Z individual would have the same less or greater amount of focus than the baby boomer
1: that is a really interesting question. I really like that question. That's a super interesting thing to think about. And, man, you know, I feel like they would have the same amount of focus. I, I do. Um, Because, I mean, since technology wouldn't be present anywhere near them, like, I mean, they would have no choice. I mean, maybe they would, like, <laughs> i know no maybe they probably like wouldn't want to as much um because like i feel like they would if they had the opportunity i don't know how to i don't really know what i'm saying but like if they had the opportunity obviously they wouldn't choose to do this and i guess baby boomers wouldn't either but um but i don't know i feel like since technology isn't like wasn't wow wouldn't be present in the room i i feel like they would have the same like attentiveness to the task but i feel like and i i kind of i think i remember reading some sort of study on this last year but even when your phone is like in the room with you like on the table and you can see it like it's still distracting you even if Mm -hmm. you like aren't on it so i think maybe that would change things yeah but that's no that's such a good question that's something you really have to like experiment on and research. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's pretty dependent on the task as well. That's true. But you said <coughs> something that really interested me. Uh, it was, I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but it was along the lines of like the, the younger generation might not want to. Yeah. Um. And I think that is something with our generation and, and younger generations and, and millennials as well. Like it, it goes on both sides of us for sure. And I think we're going to continue to see this more and more with younger generations
1: is the the urge to ask why. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's funny that you say that because the Vsauce TED talk I I watched was like, why do we ask questions? Yeah. And, yeah. No, I, de- I definitely think that. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. What you're gonna
0: no, say. you're all good. Um, but it's definitely been a part of our culture yeah, for a long time where you, if you're told to do something by an elder or someone that has authority over you, you, you do it, period, no questions asked. Right. And now as we're, as we're, these younger generations are starting, I, I personally believe I that as we're starting to develop more individualism, Mm-hmm. we're starting to gain the ability to ask why. So when it's, even if it's something essential, when it's like, do your homework, why? Yeah. Like, why is this specific assignment going to improve my knowledge? Why is this helping me learn? How is this helping me learn?
1: Yeah. And then they're all like, because I hate, mm-hmm. I hate mm-hmm. whenever I ask why and it's just because like, obviously, well, this is more like a thing with little kids but you know they like you. You're like blah blah blah, and they're like why? And then you explain that, and then they keep asking why until it gets like mm-hmm. more specific, and it's very difficult to answer why just because it is. Like in that case, I can understand people being like, well, just because it is, because it's kind of difficult, and people have a limited um, amount of knowledge, and they only know so much. But when it's like something like that, like do your homework, why? Because I hate that. Like, yeah, you should – if you are going to enforce (laughs) something,
0: you
1: should be able to – You should know why.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or if you're going to enforce something on other people, you should be able to mm -hmm. explain that to them.
1: Yeah, I think it's funny how humans are so, like, equipped and prepared to be able to ask questions. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to answering, like, in in scenarios like that, we're very limited, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I'd
0: agree. Like,
1: obviously, like, you can answer questions about things you know. Like, why – does water taste like nothing? Well, actually, I don't know if like, people would know why. Or, like, why is the sky blue? But, like, when it's things like that, yeah, it's really... I mean, in questions like
0: that, it gets, it like you said, you hit your your knowledge wall pretty fast. Yeah. Like, it's like, why is the sky blue? You know it's because of the atmosphere and the way that light reflects off it, but then why does the atmosphere act like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right No that's kind of crazy I mean if you think about it If you keep asking why Like to questions like that You Mm -hmm. could like never stop learning Yeah Or is there there a point like when you keep asking why Where it will just like stop And then that's like No (laughs) No. (laughs) No? I think very quickly
0: you'd reach a point beyond human comprehension
1: Yeah Oh that's so weird to think about Dude my brain is like (laughs) (laughs)
0: Honestly, I think I've been debating if I want to bring this up because it's sort of a a touchy subject and I don't want to offend Uh anyone.
1: Get ready to be offended, folks. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Offensive warning. But this is... (laughs) ah ah, I I really don't want to go here, but I'm going to go here because my mind keeps going here.
1: It's all right. Just do it.
0: One of the biggest issues that I have with organized religion Mm -hmm. is the followers' inability to explain why. Like, you have so many people who are raised in a church setting of some sorts that are taught, act this way, follow these rules, and then it's because... God says so, and you're not allowed to question that.
1: That is so true. I've never thought about it in terms of, like, because they can't explain, like, why, but that's, like, a really good way of putting it, I think. And obviously, I understand that religion, like, you know, can help people and, like, Absolutely. get them out of dark times or whatever, but, but yeah, when it comes to people that just, like, like, really just don't know why, and they're just, like, doing it because other people do it, and because God, I just feel like that's, like, just really strange to me. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there's much purpose behind why they're following that religion. That That's what, yeah. like, gets me going. No, not like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, but it, I just think that's really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, and I don't want to clarify. I have a ton of respect for religious people yes. and, and religion as Agreed. a whole. I think there there is truly a lot of good that can come from it. But this is just yes. like my my personal view on right. organized religion as a whole, not a specific anything yeah. or anyone.
1: No, definitely.
0: But yeah, it's it'd be the same thing as if if you were in a math class and and someone told you two plus two equals five now. And it's yeah. like, uh well why does two plus two equal five? And it's like, oh well uh Stephen Hawking from the Grave <laughs> told me.
1: And, uh, and
0: obviously that that's that's probably really offensive. I, I do not mean that in an offensive way, but like No yeah. Honestly, what what difference is that?
1: I mean Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. Like obviously it's a different level of things we're talking about, but, like, I mean, that's pretty much what it is.
0: Yeah, or, or sorry, sorry. Stephen Hawking doesn't tell you 2 plus 2 equals 5. Stephen Hawking tells you that gay people cannot be
1: married in your church. <laughs> we're going there. Oof. See, that's the thing. That's why I, I – yeah, it's so – hard to think possibly sometimes it sucks that like people like that have to ruin some people's views of things Mm -hmm. like like because religion like we've been saying can like totally be a good thing but there's so many people that are like hardcore christians that are like anti-lgbtq you know community and like Mm -hmm. are like there's there's this church by my house like church and like the government and like political stuff i thought are supposed to be like not the same thing. They are. They like, can
0: actually uh, be fined for showing your political views as a church.
1: Right. But, I, yeah. I just, like, like they're just... They have, like, the, the sign, like, we back our blue, you know, mm-hmm. like, on their lawn. And we're literally mm-hmm. handing out, like, Trump maybe hats or something. Which, obviously, like, yeah, I disagree with, like, Trump and that. So, like, that, like, you know... It's, aggravating but i just think it's like so weird that they have to be doing that i don't know
0: it's and obviously that's there's true. i think it's pretty clear that we've been talking pretty exclusively about christianity <laughs> that's true um but there's within christianity there's so many different denominations as well like that's true there's very conservative christians who mm-hmm. do follow a very cut and dry guideline and, yeah. and those are often the people who you, and once again, nothing against conservative Christians. There can be some very kind, caring people, um, that are conservative Christians, but it's, it's a very, the, those are the people that don't ask why. And it shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you yeah, have a very old fashioned mindset is the word I'm going to use trying not to be offensive. Yeah. Um, versus yeah. like progressive Christianity, where it's still you're following God, you're mm-hmm. following Jesus as your Savior, but you're still able to read the Bible and look at passages and say, okay, well, times have changed.
1: Well, yeah, and does the Bible actually say anything about that?
0: Well, okay, it's uh, super, super conflicting. There's a lot that says that the word... Homosexual was not placed into the Bible, or until the into the translation of the Bible until many uh, iterations later, and that oh, I, fr- I, I was actually talking with a friend, Braden, about this today. Yeah. About how originally it was some, and I'm I'm probably gonna butcher this, so don't don't quote me. Right. But how originally the original text, it was meant. And I don't even know the specific passage, the passage, but it's the one that everyone always quotes like, oh, don't, don't lay in bed with another man or whatever it is. Um, how originally it was just meant to be, uh, I don't remember what he said, but it was basically like out, out of control sexually. Like, you're just too horny. Like, don't be too horny. And then over time, translation has turned into homosexuality. That's terrible. And think yeah, about that's what that's really done weird. for that population of people. Oh, like,
1: yeah, terrible. Truly, truly awful. Yeah, and I mean, it's crazy how, like, obviously, like, that changed, and it wasn't even meant to be like that. And then people focus on that one tiny passage mm-hmm. of that, how it's mm-hmm. so bad, but then don't listen to any of the rest, like, forgiveness or, like, loving your neighbor, because it's not what that's all about. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, if you did believe in God and stuff, why would he create like a bunch of people that were just like meant to be hated on mm-hmm. by like or literally inferior. words that yeah. were in the book about him like that just it makes no sense when you think about it but just because it's written down in there they're like nope i just it's how it is yeah and yeah, i don't it's, it's wrong don't, it's a sin yeah i know it's it's interesting how how uh much like words can have control over us like holy texts i guess Mm-hmm. and and for me I feel like I mean I'm not really religious but it would be like more than you know just like reading from a book and living off of that you know like it should be like a lifestyle that like has also developed with like your personal experiences yeah and that's you know which I mean obviously some people maybe don't feel that way and that's fine because religion is different to everybody but that's just how I feel about it mm-hmm. so if I'm no, Sorry, if I'm leaning towards any religion, it's Buddhism. Uh, <laughs> so, that, <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's it's
0: a it's a funky thing, and it's it truly it is. is a shame that it's so contradictory. I was having a conversation yeah. with one of my friends uh, earlier this week, or uh, it was actually about a week ago, a little over. Um, and they're and they're pretty religious, and it was. Mm-hmm. I was talking about the the idea that no one is wrong. And a lot of people, I feel like, disagree with me on this, but it's a stance that I've held pretty true to. And I, I think you and I have talked about this uh, individually, obviously off, off air or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> where it's – People, and it actually goes back to, like, perceiving reality around you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People act in the way that they feel right. Right. No one makes a decision. Oh, okay, okay. The, the, not no one. Generally speaking, people do not act out of malevolence. They want... Yeah. They want to do what they believe, whether... It <laughs> Oh, and this is where it gets sticky, because it... This seems like I'm supporting a lot of things that I don't, Uh and I want to specify that I don't, but, like, with with things like racism, you take someone who truly believes... Actually, no, I'm I'm not even going to go there. We're going to go back to religion. And you take someone who believes because of the Bible that... Homosexuality is a sin. Right. That's that's their belief. That is their perception. In their head, they are not wrong. What makes them believing that any more correct than? What makes them thinking they're right any more correct than me thinking I'm wrong?
1: Well, nothing. That's or, the like. That's the loophole wrong. with morals is that nobody can be right or wrong mm-hmm. because there's no like set thing I mean obviously there's things like like official documents that you can have for like a country when you create it that is like our set of rules that are supposed to be followed that are like the right things to do but like at the end of the day you can't really do that for humanity which is like really frustrating and really weird to think about mm-hmm. Cause, but I just think sorry yeah, go ahead. no I don't really know what I was going to say like obviously sometimes there's majority like what is like assumed to be right, but it's not for everybody. It doesn't mean it's actually like right. Hmm.
0: Yeah, but tying it back to what I was saying with religion, how it's it's unfortunate that it's so divisive, and I I really wish people could look at people of different beliefs. Yeah. And say, I believe. I'm right. You believe you're right. We we can both be right. Like y- you are right, I am right. We believe different things. That's okay. Yeah. Not not I am right, you are wrong, but I respect you. Like that that's
1: that's good. But they can both be right. Does that does that make sense? Sort of, but then like how can they come to a conclusion?
0: You don't. You accept <laughs> I mean, th- there doesn't have to be a conflict, though. There doesn't have to be a conflict to conclude because you can accept that you both live in your own realities. I mean, I guess. And that they're never going to be the same.
1: <laughs> I guess that's true. But then, like, how does anything change?
0: What would need to be changed if everyone was accepting of everyone?
1: But that's not what it would. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> but they wouldn't just be accepting of everyone, they'd be accepting of everyone. They'd be accepting of everyone's opinions. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> but that that well that would never happen, I guess. No, but. it's super hypothetical. <laughs> oh, but then
0: if 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 you say, I, I'm going back to the extremely religious versus homosexual. You take you take a conservative Christian that believes homosexuality is a sin. They believe yeah. they are right okay. But in this reality They're also able to accept That the homosexual is correct In the way that that's who they are And they have every single right In the world to be who they are So <laughs> in internally, Internally yeah. <laughs> The religious person is like Okay that's not right In my book But they don't have to outwardly express that
1: Wow So wait So they basically... People would, like, think everything's okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) This is hurting my brain. This is such a thing. Such a thing. Such a thing. Wait, so then, like, everyone would think that everything is okay. Like... Well, no, because... I mean, not everything, but, like... Then there wouldn't... Be any conflict, but like at the same time, like, what if someone believed that conflict was right, so they pursued it? Oh, well, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> gonna think that, but I mean, okay, geez, why don't you enter another loophole? What the heck? Yeah, oh. I mean, this, this is
0: such a hypothetical world, you're never gonna come to a conc- right like, concrete conclusion. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Yeah, because c- you're right, You you if if you had a situation where someone believed that m- murdering was correct <laughs> that was and okay. that was, like, how they fulfilled their life,
1: yeah. um, then, yeah, there would be issues. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to, like, set something ahead of time, but then even at that point, I mean, how would you know that the thing set in place would be right?
0: Mm-hmm mm-hmm
1: and right to who it's <laughs> not fair dude humans are too like developed to exist we should not we should not dude i'd rather be a fish man not really <laughs> not really being a human's cool but like we're so complicated
0: can we get a t-shirt that says spontanea talks i'd rather be a fish
1: <laughs> yes please bro <No. laughs> please oh my gosh mm. my goodness my brain yeah my
0: brain hurts no more (laughs) I think with this overload of information we should end this episode at a whopping
1: 40 minutes oh my gosh you are welcome everybody or or maybe the opposite of that I'm sorry (laughs) either way
0: or we can make this a two-parter maybe this is week two of this episode that you've listened to wait what (laughs) Cut the episode in half. We have two 20-minute episodes.
1: Oh, maybe. Part one and two. No, well, I don't know. Maybe. Or this could just make up for last week. Uh, Because we didn't. Well, we could do that. I don't know. I don't think it'd be that bad to have a long one. We'll we'll talk about this later. (laughs) Talk about it. Well, either way, thank you all
0: for listening. We really do appreciate it. There are few buts. Every single view that we see tick up on our analytics really does make our day that much better. So thank you truly for listening.
1: Thank you. Shout out to my boy, Will. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you guys in the next one.